I wonder if I did anything stupid or whatever. And my guys were like, dude, you don't gotta worry about shit. There's a chick that called somebody up on stage and pissed all over his face. <laughs> the Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Fred here. Got a great show for you this week. Uh, Austin Mead, a musician out of Texas, joins me. And, you know, one of those things about today's music is you can't really pinpoint what genre someone is anymore because you'll have artists who do country, rap, and rock all at the same time and then, you know, come out with a techno album later. Uh, it, it just kind of people can be in, in, in many z- different genres. And I find that Austin Mead is a lot like that. I was listening to his music, trying to categorize him. I'm like, is he outlaw country? Is he Southern rock? Is he alternative rock? I mean, couldn't quite put my finger on it. And so I just straight out asked him, you know, it's not pretty rare for me to do that when it comes to a genre of music. I, you know, usually artists feel kind of somewhat offended by that but he was uh he answered that pretty cool i appreciated that actually but we we sipped some great whiskeys and uh, well actually we sipped one great whiskey one okay whiskey and one that just shit the bed i mean it was awful it was just not good at all and so i'm going to actually tell you the whiskeys that we tasted so make sure you have a pen if you are listening to this you can always go on youtube and watch the tasting where you'll know what they are uh, in advance as well. Uh, Glass A is Proof in Wood Vertigo 2021. It is uh, an American blended whiskey. It is a blend of uh, American rye, bourbon, and light whiskey. So it's 100% U.S. made, but uh, a blend of uh, whiskey, bourbon, and light whiskey. And if you don't know what light whiskey is... You can check out one of my books that has that in there, some high-level details, but essentially it's distilled at higher proofs and it goes into uh, used barrels or uncharred barrels. And it was essentially created in the late 60s to compete with vodka. Long story on that. So if you want to learn more about that, check out my book, Bourbon, the Rise, Fall, and Rebirth of American Whiskey. The uh, glass B is W.M. McBriar. And that is a four-year-old uh, cash strength, 103.64 proof. So low proof for a cash strength, but it's a small batch. Uh, historic label, actually, just kind of making a return. And Glass C, our most expensive bottle here, $500 bottle, actually. And uh, make sure you listen to the whole episode. Chicken Cock Cotton Club Rye, aged 20 years, Canadian rye whiskey, 100 proof now i gave the pricing on on that one chicken cock it's glass c um the pricing on the mcbrayer is 100 that's glass b and the pricing on glass a which is the uh, proof and wood that's 150 so you'll get a kick out of listening to austin here i know you're going to enjoy it he has some uh unique tasting notes and has some tips on texas barbecue so that's going to be a fun thing to uh, check out. But uh, please enjoy this week's episode. But first, a word from our sponsors. People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other, passion permeates every sip. 
utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Our recipe, our stills, independent and always rugged, refined, and rebellious. 291 Colorado Whiskey is proud of its humble roots and excited as we expand to new frontiers. Get your taste of Colorado at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Online orders available or find a bottle near you. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. A stamp of authenticity, a commitment to quality, and a guarantee of transparency. On March 3, 1897, the Bottled and Bond Act was signed into law, and an important part of whiskey-making history was born. Now, 125 years later, it's a tradition that Heaven Hill Distillery is proud to preserve. From simple pleasures like Evan Williams Bottled and Bond and Mellow Corn, to more rare finds like Old Fitzgerald Bottled and Bond, and Henry McKenna Single Barrel. Learn why Heaven Hill Distillery is the number one producer of Bottled and Bonds. Explore the history and requirements at bottledandbond.heavenhilldistillery.com. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Cheers. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, and get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how do you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. 
Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. But it all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves to become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show. Hoo-yah. And joining the Fred Minnick Show, Austin Mead. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, doing well, doing well. Thanks for letting me uh, join in on the old tasting here. Absolutely. So I, I wrote a book about mead, which is fermented honey or honey wine, depending whatever you want to call it. Do you ever, I mean, with the last name of an alcoholic beverage, I'm assuming, do you, do you drink mead from time to time? I've tried it a couple times, but usually it's some homemade hodgepodge stuff that I haven't had any luck so far. But I have have had random fans give it to us and stuff, and uh, yeah, I haven't found the right one for my palate yet. I guess you know you know who makes a really good mead, Maynard James Keenan from Tool. That guy, right. yeah, he makes a he makes one of the best he makes the best canned mead I've ever had. Like he literally makes the best. Uh, canned mead I've ever had. Now, there's not a lot of them, don't get me wrong, but usually people bottle it like wine and like yeah. the canned meads aren't that good. Uh, but his is amazing. Really wow. amazing. Yeah. I'll be giving her a shot. Yeah, you'll have to see if uh, your uh, your management team can uh, hook you up with some, uh, some of Maynard's uh, mead. Hey. But um, are you a Tool fan? I mean, it seems like it'd be a good fit for you. Yeah, my my dad got me into music, and he's a really big Tool fan, Perfect Circle, so I've seen them a couple of times. Um, I'm always blown away by the production of the live show. Um, I can't say that I'm a historian in either band, but I've definitely been to yeah. the shows. Yeah, you're a you're a musician through and through. You play you play a few instruments, and uh, you know you've got you just dropped a single, uh, Red Roof Estates, and you know I, I saw the title. And I was just thinking to myself of driving through the countryside and seeing all those like hotels, those red roof uh, hotels. Is that what you named it after, or where did that name come from for Red Roof Estates? Yeah, it's kind of a combination of things. So I live out on a lake, and out like our our way to get home from the middle of the lake, there's a bunch of these really big fancy houses, and they all have like red roofs on the top. Um, so I would just use that as like my point of direction to get home. But we also had multiple nights staying at Red Roof Inns over the last, you know, 10 years, like around the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just thought it was a really funny play on these characters that I wrote this record about. Um, If you watch the video for it, you kind of see this guy is at the bar and thinking he's all, you know, hot shit and everything. And he's telling a a girl, Hey, you could have seen the view from my place. It's a penthouse, at the red roof estates. And just to think of like a penthouse at the red roof Inn was really funny to me. Um, so I just dove into that world. That's a good, that's a pretty good, uh, a twist of irony there for sure. I mean, the amount of, uh, drugs and, uh, craziness that goes on on the red roof, Red Roof Inns are, you know, probably as equal to the rich guy's house, you know, probably the, probably the same amount of dead hookers. Yeah, probably <laughs> just a little different quality of a uh, product, I assume. Yeah, just, you know, the cocaine is just a touch, touch less uh, adulterated at rich guy's house. But uh, 
You know, I've I've been listening to your music since uh since I learned about you, and I got to be honest, you're one of those musicians. It's hard for me to put in the box of what genre you're in, and you know, it's like, are you Southern rock? Are you are you Red Dirt? Are you outlaw? Like, what what genre of music do you uh, do you like to uh, to claim? Um, I don't know that I really claim any. I guess I guess currently we're like alt rock you know mm. with definitely like i mean i'm from texas i definitely have southern roots and maybe like early on in my career we sounded a little bit more country-ish or mm-hmm. i don't know I, I was always going for like the tom petty thing early on and then the record that came out last year was called black sheep and that was me just kind of trying to go balls to the wall and play the music that i grew up on which was a lot of a lot of rock and roll for my dad, eighties hair metal, but then also mm-hmm. I in the pop punk era. So, you know, I was a big like Paramore, Fallout Boy, Seosin kind of a, a fan, but also loved and still do like just big eighties guitars, you know. So oh, yeah. kind of meshing all that together, I guess. Uh I feel like we've gotten better at it the last couple of years, so maybe we're just now finding what we were supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is this, this is also a, a a time in music history where, you know, Jelly Roll, um, you know, a hip hop artist comes out with a rock song, becomes number one in rock, and then he has like a top uh, a top forty country song. I mean, you could do whatever the hell you want, really. Right. There's no rules, which is great because finally all the uh, people who haven't been following the rules are being found out about all of a sudden. So yeah. Maybe that's where we sit. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, you, you strike me as a guy, though, that honestly, like when I listen to you, like I'm kind of hoping you, you do go more toward uh, your roots of what you kind of were going after, like that Tom Petty kind of that, that kind of rock. I, I do think you have that. I do think you have that kind of style. Uh, but, you know, it, the guitar is so so key, but also drums are, are great in your music. Like, I don't know if that's... Uh, uh, by design, but I, I like the beat and I just like the general sound of what you're doing for sure. Yeah, we got lucky with the team we have. So my drummer's been with us now since that Black Sheep record. He actually got hired right before Black Sheep and uh, he had been off the road for like five years and he just, I found him working at a bar. He was working at a little bar called Sam's Town Point down in South Austin and uh, he didn't have a gig and I was there watching one of my other buddies' bands play, and I was like, hey, I'm looking for a drummer. You know anybody? And they're like, that guy right there. They point to Aaron behind the bar, long-haired dude, uh, pouring drinks. I'm like, that guy can play drums? All right, well, fuck it. Let's give it a shot. (laughs) And uh, so him and then our lead guitar player, Willie, he's been with me for almost five years now, and he hopped in a little bit before the Black Sheep record, so we wrote a lot of those songs together. But those guys definitely have a a thumbprint on you know how we sound and i think it's pretty unique uh where we're at down here a lot of people will hire you know studio musicians to do this or that or you know fly somewhere and do the thing and it's been really cool to not have to do that because the guys that play with us live are the ones that actually played on the record Mm -hmm. it's uh it's definitely challenging because you go into the studio and you're you like challenge yourself with all this new shit and put all these crazy guitar parts or whatever on there that i mean we do but then we have to go back and do that every night so it's uh 
Interesting. Now, what's uh, what is your what is kind of your whiskey background? Like, what do you normally what do you normally drink? Yeah, so I'm treating this as a learning experience, to be honest with you. Okay. So, you know, I was a beer guy for a while, and you know, in college, pretty much drank whatever anybody put in front of me. Uh, permanently burned tequila from my life at that point. Um, <laughs> I was really the last couple of years, like you know, I like chilling out on the boat and drinking a beer and then probably like the last six or eight months, I just haven't drank beer at all. So been getting more into the, you know, uh, mixed drinks and stuff. And I was cracking up. You sent me, sent me this shirt that says vodka sucks. And my, my go-to is generally like, you know, vodka soda with lime, but, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here to learn. So I'm, uh, you know, this whole thing. Well, you know, uh, being a, a bourbon author and historian and taster, like, you know, vodka is kind of like a nemesis. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's really only why I say it sucks. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun, like a fun thing to have a play on words with. I, I oh, will yeah. say I sent you, I sent you three products. They sh- are they, and they should be labeled A, B, and C. Is that correct? Yeah, I got them right in front of me right Okay. Here. All right. Well, I have the actual products, but I somehow did not bring the sheet that I have. So give me one second. I have to go get the sheet to tell you what you're tasting real quick. Hold on. All right. Sheet discovered. And I do have the whiskeys. Uh, so let's, uh, let's go ahead and begin with uh, glass A. So grab, um, you should have three glasses. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have three glasses, um, then, um, you know, you can grab them, or if you want to drink straight from the bottle, that's that's allowed too. We'll, we'll allow I'll it. Gra- I've got a couple glasses right around the corner. One awesome. Yeah, I'm interested in this uh, this bourbon hot sauce you sent over here too. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my hot sauce collab. Are you a hot sauce guy? Uh, I'm I'm a saucian, whatever you want to call it. I'm always uh, always about the sauce. Well, if you grew up uh, in Texas, I'm an Oklahoma boy. And we, uh, I mean, we just put hot sauce on everything back in the day. You know, love the stuff. Grow on peppers. I'll be in Yukon on Sunday. Oh, at home of Garth Brooks. That's where Garth grew up. So what's the trick with this? Are you, are you putting these on ice or just straight up? No, no, just straight. Uh, what you're going to learn today is kind of a, uh, a, a tasting tutorial. And what we're going to do is uh, we're going to taste these uh, separately and just like A, B, and C, and then I'll reveal what they are at the end. But you're going to be like an official taster with me, and you're going to choose your favorite. Official. Yes. All right, I'm pouring them all here. Getting them all yeah. ready. My, my longest stint with, uh, you know, with whiskey because of Pantera and Megadeth, so I have a black tooth grin tattoo. So oh. our thing for the longest time. At the oh, that's bar. awesome. And, oh, it's awesome until the next day. <laughs> That's one that is not kind. Ooh. All right. So are you, let's jump into the Texas thing a little bit. Are you a Longhorn fan or an Aggie or a North Texas Horn Frogs? What kind of fan are you in there? I graduated from Texas A&M in 2015. So I'm okay. All right. See, see, I respect that. I went to yeah. Oklahoma State and... I, yeah, that's right. I hated Texas, but I loved A&M because I was a military guy 
And the Corps of Cadets, you know, they're badass. And, um, you know, anybody, anytime I served with someone from Texas A&M, I, they were always great officers. So right. I have a huge respect for A&M. Great yeah, team. Down the road from there. I, I always thought growing up that I would want to go to Austin. And then I visited Austin and I was like, hell no. I'm <laughs> I'm staying out. So yeah, yeah. That's a little. That's a little bit more John Mayer than um, than Megadeth. So yeah, I mean for sure. Which hey, I can, <laughs> I can get down to both. But man, I want to be able to, you know, go to the grocery store and not sit in five o'clock traffic in Austin. You know, absolutely, absolutely. So let's begin with Glass A. Your journey begins by by bringing it to your nose. So you like to look at the color a little bit. You know, kind of analyze it. You know, with American whiskey, when it goes into the barrel, it is as, uh, you know, clear as the water from your tap. So the, the barrel represents all of the all the color. Uh, there are some categories that allowed coloring, uh, but typically most of them do not. And uh, so the colors, it's almost like looking at an album cover. It gives you an idea of what you're about to taste. You know, uh, an album cover will give you an idea of like what the music is going to sound like. Uh, and so when we, we want to bring it to your glass, bring glass A to your nose. And when you bring it to your nose, you want to smell with your mouth slightly open. Yeah. Kind of go go back and forth here. Hmm. And you can, uh, when you smell with your mouth open, you know, you're relaxing your olfactory and you're able to pick up more. Okay. And I'm just going to break this down. You tell me, you tell me what you're smelling. But I get a lot of sweet notes, like vanilla and caramel, kind of like almost like a uh, an icing or a pudding. Okay. What are you picking up? Um, I'm trying to trying to figure out how to describe it in words. Uh, here, cause that's, although I write songs, very hard to describe. Uh, <laughs> You'll get there. Does it? Does it? Do you have like a, a general sensation? Can you say it's like sweet? Or spicy or woody? Is there like a general category you can lump it in? Um, I think I would have to compare an ABM back and forth, to be honest, to know have a base. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I can definitely now that I mean now that you've said kind of like the sweeter, almost like a vanilla or almond something maybe. Uh, what it Ooh, almond like. almond is a good call out. Yeah, there's definitely some kind of like uh, um almond style in here uh now so when you put it to the palate the first thing to do is really put focus on what part of the tongue is it hitting so you know the first taste is like you like try to focus on the part of the tongue and you'll get the sweet notes on the tip of your tongue you'll get the savory notes in the middle you'll get the uh spicy notes toward the back and then you'll also get like a uh, bitterness in the middle toward the back and also on the sides so just uh just put a little bit on your tongue and let's talk about what part of the tongue is it hitting right on. For me, it was like on the on the front and like the sides, I guess. Definitely. So that's your that's your your sweetness and kind of like your bitterness like popping up. And there's there's a couple things that uh, I picked up here uh, that would definitely suggest that those would be the areas of the tongue that would populate. 
and like a like a dark chocolate, which can have some sweetness to it, but it's also bitter. There's like definitely a dark chocolate note in here. You know, and what you think too about the almond note you picked up on the nose? Go back in and see if you taste anything that reminds you of almonds. Uh, there's also some there's some other notes in here that for sure. But let's go let's go back in and taste it one more time. Straight up science right here. Science. When I let it sit, I can definitely tell the sweetness that you're talking about. Yeah, it's, um, I got to say, this is the first time I've tasted this whiskey. I like it a lot. I mean, this is like, this is, you know, this is like whiskey of the year kind of good, in my opinion. It's really good. <laughs> Austin, you're sharing a moment with me here. You're sharing a moment with me. This is some great whiskey. <laughs> I'm taking it in. So every whenever you do these shows, are these all new ones? Whenever, yeah, yeah, I never send anybody the same thing. Well, occasionally I will send the same whiskey, uh, only because I need to move the bottle. Like I need to pour it out, and it's like something rare. Uh, and I don't like to. I like to share it with people. And this is one of those kinds of bottles. This is a pretty, this is a pretty limited edition bottle. Um, and the next one that's coming up is too. It's like I think there's only like. 30 bottles of the next one. But, um, so how are yeah. you, whenever you're finding these things, what's your process there? Well, as a, as a critic and a, like industry member, if you will, these people just send me stuff. Like it's kind of like, um, and I also have my own spirits competition. So, I mean, I get between the spirits competition and just like, people sending me stuff, I'll get 2,000 bottles of all shapes and sizes in a year. So. Damn. Yeah. That's kind of, it, it has its burdens because I can't drink it all, so I give a lot of it away to friends. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I have a lot of people wanting to be my friend to get whiskey. <laughs> it's a, it's a good problem to have, they say. Yeah. That's, that's but, always a, you can always tell who's then hopefully the first five or ten minutes you can tell who's just there to get something for free. You know? Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty easy. They just go their eyeballs. It's like uh, you know it's a it's it's what I imagine like an attractive person feels like, you know, when people just flock to them and just trying to get up on them instead of having a conversation with them. I wouldn't know what that's like. But um, when I see them going straight to the bottles and like, oh, oh, you have Victor's 25 or, you know, you have Russell's 13. Oh, yeah, it's kind of creep. It got kind of weird. But I live in the weird, too. I mean, I, I, I drink whiskey for a living. So weird shit's bound to happen. Right. Yeah, that's always me and my band were talking about that. Uh, we talk about it pretty often. It's like, I don't know who else gets paid. Uh, you know, for a living to like do what they love and actually have a good time. So I met yeah. one of them. You're one of them. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, you know, one of these days you'll have like, uh, you know, teenage girls hiding out in bushes, you know, while you're about to get on, get on your van 
and like stalk you and shit. So, you know. <laughs> Wait, has that already happened? Uh, not that exact stance, but yeah, we. Uh, it depends where we're at. If we're in one of our areas where we're decently well known, it's hard to get anything done. Cause you get you some, get, you get some stalkers, do you? Uh, I mean, not necessarily stalkers. You know, what's funny is I get a lot of weird messages from like uh, older dudes, which is really funny. But like, because the whole sound of our stuff is, you know, a lot of it's guitar and that reminiscent of of classic rock. And uh, older dudes on whatever Instagram or Facebook, you know, they don't exactly text like they talk. So like, I'll get a random. I got a random one like last week from some dude where, you know, the profile picture was just him like way too close to the camera. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I need you for my 60th birthday. I was like, what do you need of me? Do you need to-? I don't, I don't even respond, but I'm like, you need to, you need to rephrase that. You need the band to play at your birthday party. Okay. <laughs> now you, you're not getting, you're not getting fellas dropping their trousers and sending you anything in a, inappropriate. Are you? Hell no. No, that's why I didn't go to Austin. So. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, these are the times, though. You just never know. You just never know what's gonna, what you're gonna get in that inbox. I get, uh, I get stuff all the time too. But I, my favorite is the. Uh, we have a song that came out called "Happier Alone," which is just you know, I, I like the play on words, "Happier Alone," and. Uh, I get so many, like, this is always from the younger side, but I get a lot of kids that'll message me wanting, like, relationship advice, and I'm like, whoa, dude, dude, you're talking to the wrong guy here. You know what I mean? Like, that, I'm not going to sit here and give a four-paragraph response on why you should ask her out to the movies, man, you know? So, I mean, I don't know, though, Austin. You could be, you could come up with, like, a side business, you know? You know, you've heard of Cameo. You could create, like, a Cameo account, like... I'll give you dating advice. Um, you know, book me on Cameo. Yeah. Well, you know, my wife, my wife would probably disagree. At she probably puts up with way too much shit for me to be giving anybody. <laughs> so. Yeah. Same. Um, I've uh, I have made some good blind date suggestions and hookups, and I've made some horrible ones too. So it just <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So. All right, are you uh, are you feeling pretty good about Glass A? Glass A was was pretty tasty for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, considering I'm not really a, a connoisseur here, I was surprised that it didn't uh, give me a little shock. You know. Okay. All right, now we're going to jump to uh, to Glass B. We're going to see kind of uh, where it stands um, in comparison. So here we go. Looks a little darker, I think. Definitely smells different. Oh yeah, it smells a lot darker. Um, trying to think of uh, exactly what notes it be. Do you barbecue much, or do you like barbecue? I like barbecue. We usually uh, that's like the Texas standard. Whenever you're touring around here, everybody's like, "I got the best barbecue in town." So when we come to their venue, we kind of get burnt out on it sometimes because sure every barbecue joint thinks they have the best barbecue in the world. So, um, you know, and some of them really do. There's one in Grand Prairie, uh, right between Dallas, Fort Worth, Zavala's do mm. those people 
freaking amazing. I'm telling you. But there's always, you know, somebody who's like, oh, this is the best ever. And so I, I, I judge a lot of them by their turkey because that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. A good, good smoked turkey is, is pretty, pretty tough, uh, I think. So, you know, that's one of my first go-tos to see. And if they have boudin, I go straight for that too. Oh yeah, that's the uh, that's the the secret the secret there in, in Texas. A lot of places now. There's all these different styles though. You're you're a Texas boy. Can you can you branch out and love you some Memphis barbecue, a little St. Louis action? Or are you uh, are you dead center always going to be a Texas barbecue guy? Um, I mean, if I'm having to rank them, I guess yeah, just because I've you know grown up here, but. Trust me, when we go through Memphis, we'll find a we'll find a little joint that looks like it's been there since the '40s, and that's usually the first place we go. <laughs> the sketchier, awesome. the better. But uh, that's the same way I'm about Mexican food because I grew up in South Texas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it looks like it needed a new roof ten years ago, that means the tacos are probably going to be amazing. So that's, we. That's those true. <laughs> that's so true. All right, so to the palate. Uh, so on the note, uh, the, uh, the reason why I brought up um, barbecue is like it smelled like hickory to me. Mm. I like some hickory on the nose, some smoke. It's definitely the back of the tongue for me there. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a whiskey that made me need a sneeze. Allergic to it, huh? Wow. That, that's that... Uh, that bark in it. <laughs> yeah, it's that um, that charriness, man. It's like I'm all sneezy now. It's pretty heavy. Yeah, this is smoky. This is really smoky. I gotta say, this is the first time I've been comparing these uh, back and forth, and the difference just between those two is pretty incredible. Pretty, pretty, pretty stark, actually. Um. Yeah, this one is um this one's like you um you cooked um uh, this is going to be a weird analogy. Like you cook you microwave some barbecue from last night and you cooked it too <laughs> long. You microwaved it too long in like um on on like a paper plate, you know, and you got a little bit of that paper plate and it's stuck to the barbecue. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing to describe, but that's what I taste in glass B. When you're trying to save it with some sauce. There you you definitely need some sauce. Yeah, so um not saying I hate it, but I'm not saying I like it either. I think it needs a little splash of coke in there, and then you just shoot that one just like you would if you're in Pantera. Yeah. <laughs> that's by the way, that's the uh when you say that it needs to be saved with some coke. That's the uh, that's like the death sentence for like a like a premium whiskey, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but hey, that's the um, that's why I taste. You know, I can't like everything. Somebody but probably greatest in the world, I'll tell you that. Everybody's yes, got- yeah, that's right. Somebody's gonna love it if you like smoke. If you like uh, barbecue, um, I'm not saying pair it with barbecue. Um, but I think you could like this. It's real smoky. Um, and it's not the kind of smoke that's like peat. It's like wood smoke. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you, do you drink when you get on stage? Do you have anything beforehand or does that, does that mess with your vocals? Now I will have a drink from time to time. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, try to be a good boy 
and uh, you know, not start it up till show or you know after the show. If it's a big show, I'll wait. Uh, I'm not saying we don't have those shows where we show up and we already know it's going to be a good time, and so we'll we'll hit it. But uh, I, I definitely don't ever want to be sloppy on stage because everybody has a cell phone these days, and so the dynamic of the band in the last year has really changed. Yeah. Um, cause you know, it, it's one thing to be in the moment with the crowd and everybody's having a good time, but if somebody posts that online and you go back and see it, it can become quite uh, embarrassing if you ha- don't have your shit under control. So and, and you, you got that one, you got that one musician who brought someone up on stage and she peed on someone, you know, there's, you know, we actually that festival. We, oh, you we played were, there. You were there. You were welcome to Rockville. Yeah. We yeah. Were, yeah. But we played on that same, uh, we played on the Space Zebra stage. We were one of the first bands of, of the, that was like the main stage. Metallica was the headliner on that mm-hmm. one. And um, they had these side stages that were still, you know, big crowds in the big areas. But uh, they were on one of those like secondary stages. And I guess the guy loved it. That's what I cracked up about the most. Is that, he, you know, he ended up suing them. Really? Yeah, I think he ended up suing him. Yeah, it was uh video. He was like, "Hell yeah." His wife probably made him sue him. I would bet. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, but um oh. Yeah, it ah. was well, so, so gross. Funny thing about that is uh we played at like 4 or 5 in the afternoon on that day. And um uh so Metallica has this whiskey called Blackened. Right, right. And uh as a gift, they gave each of the band members like a whole bottle. So I was nice. like, I'm done working. Let's see how this <laughs> um, So by the end of the night, when we're watching Metallica, I'm just having the greatest time of my life. Um, and the next day, I'm like, shit. Oh, man, I feel kind of bad. Like, I wonder if I did anything stupid or whatever. And my guys were like, dude, you don't got to worry about shit. There was a chick that called somebody up on stage and pissed all over his face. So, you- <laughs> so I was like, fine good. <laughs> i mean that's hard that's a hard one to top and it's, it's whenever you're running from the bear you're like you just got to be faster than the slowest yeah, person you know? that's right you know i i uh i've done i do work with um uh danny wimmer presents the uh we we co-created a festival together and i, I remember seeing that uh and i was just like oh poor danny because you yeah. know that the everything just imagine putting on a show and that happening. Oh, that's just horrible. Yeah. You know, funny too, because it wasn't even like one of the main bands. So you can't really just be like, ah, that's, it was Metallica. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was also told the next day that somebody didn't get it approved and they like drove a minivan with the lead singer on top into the crowd, like with people moving, obviously at a slow speed, but, they didn't think about how they were going to remove the minivan from like 40,000 people, you know? So now that you've got the lead singer in the band up there jamming on a minivan or whatever. Uh, anyways. That- well, what's happening here is like, you know, when those tickets go and sell for next year, they're going to be like, what the hell's going to happen now? I'm buying a ticket, you know? So, <laughs> Man, I guess so. But you do have to worry about the cell phone, right? That is part of the... That is part of it. You you have to, you know, you have to you have to have the studio. You have to have, uh, 
you have to be more careful today than than ever. Just imagine if cell phones were around to those those bands from the eighties that you love, the Def Leppers, the Motley Crue. Just imagine if cell phones were around. I mean, Ozzy, people, some somebody traveling around with Ozzy with a cell phone behind him. I'm sure even like a Tom Petty. You know, I'm I'm sure there was just everybody finds something offensive. You know what I mean? So even if your fan base loves you for it. There's going to be somebody else that wants to take it off and doesn't know shit about you. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's so easy to just snap and just have no facts on anything. But yeah, that's definitely an interesting part of it. And I think about it a lot too, with musicians and, and celebrities, whether it's an actor, actress, whatever, or someone like yourself, like, uh, you know, 20 years ago, it was really hard to find out information about people. So you didn't right. know how they were. You only were able to get a feeling or, you know, judge who they were based off of what you saw on TV or what you heard on the radio. So that could be a great person in your mind. But now that there's so much more information available, you have too many things to cloud your, you know, um, I guess thoughts about people mm-hmm. and just way easier to, create some kind of a judgment against somebody, which I think is total bullshit. But, you know, that's why I don't live in Austin. So, whatever. Well, you're also, I mean, you're part, you're the young generation that, you know, if there's uh, more of you that think that way, then I, I think that it can change. Because I don't think it's your generation that pushes it. I, I really don't. Um, and it's, um, it, it's interesting to me to see the youth kind of like flip things a little bit. It seems to me like people who are in the age bracket of like 22 to like 30 seem to be just kind of like, okay, you fucked up. Uh, did you learn your lesson? Great. Let's move on. You know, that that seems to be the, the norm right now in that age group. Yeah, with, with all my friends it is. And <clears throat> if they're not like that, then they're people that are way too influenced by, you know, everything online and on TV. So then you're just kind of like, yeah, that person's probably crazy. So we'll just not invite them to the barbecue. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're not going to that good barbecue. What was a good barbecue spot you mentioned earlier? What was it called? Uh, the Valas. The Valas. Yeah. All right. They're not getting invited to the Valas. All right. Valas. Yeah. Z-A-V-A-L-A-S. Yeah. They're, they're, they're amazing. Um, there's some other good ones around here too, but yeah, it's, I, I could go off on that rant forever about. I just think people should think for themselves a little bit more. You know, that would but, be that would be a welcome change in society, my friend. I can tell you that me, right now. Me telling them that is me thinking for them. So you go down that rabbit hole and do whatever. The fuck but you, but see, here's the thing, Austin. You offended me because I, I, I wanted you to do some thinking for me. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've definitely heard some of that, and we, we heard one of those. Uh, Literally after we played a show on Sunday, and um, I mean it was it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. And we walked off stage, and there was like a stretch between the green room where I actually had to like walk you know through the crowd a little bit. Like not a big deal, but um, it was an outdoor show in July in Texas, and so I'm drenched right. And so I walked to the green room to go change my shirt so that I always walk back out to merch and like talk to everybody and say thank you and shake hands. Like, I want to go change my shirt so you don't have to pat my back. It's just totally soaking wet. And uh, I'm walking by, trying to walk quickly, you know, but everybody's, like, trying to, you know, grab their picture on their cell phone because that's all they want. They don't care about anything else, you know. 
And I'm like, I'll be right back. I got to change shirts. I'll be right back here. Give me like three minutes. I'm going to drink water and be right back here. And these people at the front, you're so unsociable. Y'all are just assholes. I'm like, well, we just, what, what? We just played our asses off for these people. Super interactive with the crowd. And we couldn't even get like three minutes of personal time, you know, to go wow. not, to not, and it was for their benefit. So they didn't have to like hug us while we're all just soaking wet in our own sweat. Uh, but that, that kind of stuff just cracks me up. It makes me love and hate the job at the same time. But. Well, uh, the, the fact is, is that that one person, those two people, uh, I have learned in, in having, you know, a moderate kind of public life that they, you know, definitely represent the minority. All the people that showed up to see you, you know, they're going to wait. And besides, you know, they they don't want to they don't want you all you, they don't want you all gross they want you cleaned up and looking pretty so that's that's how they want the for the photos and such so hard to do man this mustache <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you got a you got a whole thing going on you definitely got a good ensemble that's for sure good tats do you do you have any more room for any more tattoos or are you done oh yeah I get I got I just got this one I think last week this is my newest one it just says bad luck. Um, but I started getting tattoos when I was like 16. My dad's a, a pastor, so I was like the rebel child. Um, and then it was funny once I got tattoos, all my aunts and uncles like saw that the gates were open, and now the grandparents couldn't get mad anymore because the grandson had done it first. So now they all have tattoos. That is but, awesome. Now, is that an umbrella on your on your right bicep? Yeah, just an umbrella, just, yeah, that's a flower in the middle just says bad luck, you know, just kind of, I thought it was cool. I've got loser on my arm here, I've got Texas on my wrist, I've got, uh, on my wedding night, my wife, I came up with this, uh, came up with this dumb little thing on my wedding night, had my wife tattoo me, even though she's not a tattoo artist, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I got all kinds of stuff. My left leg is all, uh like albums that I grew up listening to. And then my right leg is kind of like random fun stuff from different places I've visited and played at. So if I go play a show and find a good shop, I'll go get that done. That's awesome. Huh. So there's more room on the canvas. If there's any tattoo artists out there that want to, uh, want to get, uh, get the awesome meat skin. So, right. So uh, we're gonna move on from Glass B. We we both kind of felt like, you know, nice uh, nice coming to the show. So let's go. <laughs> let's go to uh, let's go to Glass C. Looks the lightest from the looks of it. Yeah, and uh, knowing what it is, not surprised. But remember, remember your training, Austin. You looked at the you looked at the color. Now we go to the nose. Now it's slightly open, and uh, it's kind of fragranty, almost floral. Seems a little. I don't know if harsh is the right word. Seems a little bright, maybe. Like I don't know, very. I feel like we're about to have some alcohol. I think that's. There's definitely some alcohol there, but it's not like it's not like rubbing alcohol. It's just it just, it tastes like it's gonna come in hot. I definitely feel that. 
All right, so let's put it to the palate. Back what I got on that. Yeah. Definitely a definitely a spice bomb. Well said. Well said. I that is that. that is spicy as shit right there. Like I mean, like pepper spice too, and and like it, it it treated my tongue like a like a hot sauce, like like a really powerful hot sauce will just come in and fuck my tongue up, and like I can feel <laughs> I can feel like the pores like opening up, and that's like what this whiskey did. It was like came in and was like. Ah, it's really spicy. Yeah, it's uh, that's potent, as they say. But I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's the kind of spicy that I wanna, I wanna drink again. Like it, it it's nice. I gotta be in the mood for this one. Yeah, straight up. I feel that. No, would you any? I know I'm kind of talking about it, but did you have any other, like, did you find any anything else to it other than the spice? Uh, I've been really paying attention to the parts of the tongue that it's hitting because I didn't know I was supposed to pay attention to that until today, so learning experience achieved. Woohoo! Definitely, like, the middle and back of my tongue, I feel like, was where that came from, but I feel like uh, I'm going back. Um... Yeah, it's it it smells uh pretty hot. I think uh it's probably the least tame of the group. I don't know uh It came to party. Smells the cheapest, I guess, you know. Interesting. <laughs> it it interesting. It smells the cheapest. Okay. Let's go back to let's go back to A. It just wow. Hmm less harsh for sure oh my god that's just it's like making love to my nose right now it smells so good that's funny a is most definitely my champion i gotta agree with you there so a is is um i'm gonna pull up the pricing on these Yeah, now we can see if I really was right about smells the cheapest. We'll find out. All right, so glass. Hey, you know what? We'll go to uh, we'll go to the we'll go to glass A last since we both fell in love with it. Uh, so yeah. so glass B is a as a brand uh, coming back uh, like a historic brand. Called uh, Mc uh, McBriar W M uh, McBriar. This is a this is a famous distiller from the 1800s, who just kind of uh, um, just kind of went away. You know, used to be used to be a, a a pretty famous brand, but it is not really it is not really widely distributed. But they're kind of getting back out there. It's four years old, you know, 100 and, uh, 103 proof and some change. SRP is a hundred bucks, and I think we both kind of said that it was, it was, 
it was just smoky, you know? It was just smoky, I think is the best way is the best way to put it. A little heavy. And yeah. Heavy. And the um um right. The glass sea you could not have been farther from the truth regarding it tasted the cheapest. Uh, this is a chicken caught 20 year old. It's a Canadian whiskey, 100 proof, $500. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually the most expensive thing on here. Well, now, I would I would say like in retasting um, the McBrayer, which was B, and and this one, I think I probably like the McBrayer more. I think I, I I like the the smokiness I can get myself around. I just for a hundred proof. This is a hundred proof, and no way in the world does it taste like a hundred proof. And this it, it tastes so hot. And it's spicy. And like I said, it like it like fucked my tongue up. It's like ah, you know. That's funny. Yeah, that's a. I I prefer the, the modest life, as you can tell. So you know, maybe that's where the five hundred dollars though. Holy shit! Yeah, just I I'd rather Tw- wipe a couple hundreds. Twenty year old. <laughs> Twenty year old. Uh, Canadian rye definitely um a last place finisher for me. Was it last place for you? Did you did you end up coming around on B a little bit? I think B. I could uh, I could definitely stand B. I might have to get a little you know nice little ice ball in there, but I think I could handle B. Yeah, I think I think ice would be good for B. B's not B's not something I hate. I think I might actually hate the other one. So. <laughs> There's uh, there's definitely some issues in my life. Let's put it that well, way. That'd be nice, uh, Canadian. So they're you know. <laughs> and our oh, I, go ahead. I can't stop thinking about South Park. I'm you know, I don't know if you're a South Park fan or not. Huge South Park fan. I can quote them all day long. The, the splitting heads. That's how you know they're Canadian. That's know? right. <laughs> Do you remember the episode where the the butts? They had the the butt episode where like. Um, the, there was like a missing kid and Cartman made up like a milk carton of like Kenny's butt <laughs> and it turned out like there was like this uh, the, the, there was like a people who had a deformity of like their butts were their faces. Remember that episode? I think I've seen that one. One of my favorites that we always laugh about is whenever uh, they they get into Lord of the Rings Oh and yes. they're, they're all playing Lord of the Rings and their parents accidentally put backdoor sluts nine into the <laughs> Lord of the Rings case. And so one of the kids watches it. He's like, I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was Tolkien who, uh, who was that one. Uh, and then, uh, Butters watched it and was, like, Oh my precious. Yeah. You he's know. Got sudden, yeah that's- he went, he went a little too far. Yeah. Man. South Park has just had such a great run. I love that show. And now they're on they're on Paramount with with some uh, some new like longer form episodes. Uh, so amazing that they're still going. I, I love the originality behind that, and um, at some point I watched like a short documentary about how they come up with it. You know, the, they stay so current because they come up with it like the week of. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's right. Like they have everything kind of, they can move pretty quickly. I've seen a couple of those episodes. Two seconds. So moving on to A, huh? Moving on to A, our champion of the tasting. Proof and Wood Vertigo, a uh, 2021 release. This is 102.3 proof. It is a blend of American rye, bourbon, and light whiskey. So three different categories of whiskey, uh, 102.3 proof. It clocks in at $150. And this is actually still pretty widely available. And... um, pretty friggin' good, you know? I really, really like this. I think, uh, you know, America beats out on this one just a bit. Just a bit. What's that? That America beats out Canada on this one just a bit. <laughs> America! Woo! <laughs> well, and I... July 4th. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, you being a Texas boy, a full-blown America right here in the heart. I feel it. Well, uh, did you? So you you've learned some tasting tricks. You've got something to to move forward with. You know, are you uh, are you going to be dropping vodka now and pursuing you know whiskey only, or are we still going to be seeing that vodka soda? Which is fine. It's fine. I'm just actively recruiting. You know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a taste testing here. Um, you know, our winner for the day may get may get me on to a little bit more of a train. I think I can split custody, split times. Okay. You know well, so. you have my you have my info if you ever need any help in your journey. And um so hit me up anytime. But tell us tell everybody how they can how can they can find Austin Mead, you know, what what uh what tours you got coming up, what uh, records you got coming out, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the worldwide web of Google, M-E-A-D-E, stick an E on the end of it. And that's, uh, my last name. Uh, yeah, we've, we're still working on a bunch of tour dates coming up for this fall. I mean, in particular, I'm about to be in, uh, Fort Worth, Amarillo, Yukon, Oklahoma. Woohoo! Yeah, Wichita, Kansas. We'll be rolling through Kansas City, I believe. Um. We're going to hit Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is right by Omaha. We're doing mm. a show there with, with Shine Down and Jelly Roll, like you were talking about earlier. Um, and then I'm actually playing at a distillery in Mound City, Missouri on that next Saturday. Interestingly enough, brand new. Oh, spot. yeah. I just got their whiskey. Yeah. Um, ben Holiday, former McBrayer Distillery. Is that it? I'm, I'm not sure if that's it or not. Um, I got to look and see what's up. It's from Mound City, Missouri, though. Oh, no. This says Weston, Weston, Missouri. Okay. I don't know my Missouri towns like I should. This one's way up there, man. I've been duck hunting up there before, and it's just snow everywhere. It's crazy. Oh, okay. All right. Or in goose hunting stuff. So it's uh, one of those small towns where there's like two stores, and I love it because there's never any traffic. (laughs) You just... I'm yeah, I'm I'm gathering a theme here. You hate traffic. I dig that. Dude, I spend so much time behind the wheel of the sprinter. It's insane. I mean, I'm driving like I if I spend as much time on guitar in the last 5 years as I spent on actually driving and working on vehicles, 
I don't think I would have to drive the vehicle anymore, but I've for some reason chosen to work the hard way. So, <laughs> well, you 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 like the toil and the journey, and that's awesome. But uh, man, thanks for coming on. I wish you all the best, and I'm excited to see excited to see you in person. I can't wait for that. Where are you and, based? Uh, I'm in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky. So okay, right on. We we'll have to talk to the old management. We we may be coming through Kentucky soon. Love it. Well, I look forward to sharing a dram with you. I'll bring something good. Absolutely. Just bring that American stuff, you know what I mean? By God, America. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Austin. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Be safe out there. And even though you're going to be switching time, remember vodka sucks. Thank you for tuning in. And a big shout out to Austin Mead for uh, coming on the show and lending his palate. He's trained, ready to give up vodka and become a whiskey drinker. Well, let's cross our fingers. But that's going to do it for this week, folks. Next week, uh, we've got a surprise guest and a few puppies coming on the show. But uh, make sure you're giving us some love on whatever platform you listen to us on. You know, all you got to do is um, give us some stars, give us a review. It helps with the podcast algorithm. But that's going to do it for this week, folks. Be safe out there. And remember, no looking handrails, no looking trash cans. And vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey, by Michter's, and by Heaven Hill Brands. For more information about Fred's books, articles, podcasts, and more, just go to fredminnick.com. I am not a tournament All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.